Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal. And the very smug feeling Catherine Brandt. Mandy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. Why are you smug? Because I went to spin class and it's almost like killing yourself and I make it through (laughs) and I'm here to talk about it. I thought it was because your throat wasn't clogged. (laughs) Hey, it says Joe from Louisville says, hey. You're live early and Dougie's in studio. Just for 20 minutes. Just for 20 minutes today. That's all he can stand us for. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Michael actually got to go before you. What do you think of that action? Well, he does uh, every other hour. Every other hour. Yep. It's true. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer. On a Monday, he came in I for know, 20 weird. minutes. Just 20 a, minutes. A quick pit stop to drop off some very oh important God. paperwork to the podcast. Why do I have to read things like this? Joe from Louisville says, Doug Sprinthal is a good man. Oh, God. Joe, you didn't fall off the wagon again, did you, buddy? <laughs> Come on. What did you promise him? I don't get him that you'd kind given? of adoration since my son turned 13. That all went away. Mm, yeah, yeah, that kind of does all go away then, doesn't it? Uh, I want to talk about our newest general manager, uh, although he's been in the store a long time, up in White Bear at Polar Chevrolet, Mike Fector. He's been in that dealership for, boy, a little shy of 20 years, started out as a sales associate, and worked his all the way up all the way to general manager. He's a local guy, born and raised in uh, White Bear, went to high school there, and has hired a lot of local people. We talked about this on the morning show when the Walzers bought Polar Chev from Thane Hawkins. It was probably one of the easiest transitions we've ever made because they were already a one-price dealership. So we just had to teach them the Walzer uh, systems, and they've been doing a really great job. So if you're in the market for a Chevrolet, uh, you can shop them at walzerchev.com. And if you stop in the store, ask for Mike. He's a really great guy, and he'd love to uh, meet you. Is, is Ellie and Nick in the studio? Somebody's breathing super hard. There was it me? Go. I think Probably. so. You think it was me? Yeah, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen... Doug is a good man for Walzer. I know it wasn't me because I was talking. <laughs> no, it's probably me because I had it up too high. I had yeah. it up here. Learn He's how to do the here. mic, God. Yeah. <laughs> and now back to the Tom Bernard show. Right? Oh, I love this song. <laughs> Manic Monday. Okay, I have a question for the three men and both women if you want to comment on it. That would be everybody. <laughs> I have a question for you. Where I grew up in North Minneapolis, uh, especially when I was in my much younger years, uh, a derogatory term for a white guy was white boy. Yes. And I never liked being called white boy, and I told people, don't call me that. I don't like being called that. Isn't there a song called White Boy? Play that funky white music, White Boy. boy. Yeah. yeah. Play that funky music, White Boy. There's a movie out now called White Boy Rick. So when is that going to come to an end? When's that going to stop? See, I never, I I always kind of felt sorry for minorities because they try to throw crap at white people by calling them white boy and Mm. just um, because we don't let we don't let it we don't care and that's really all it's It's about. Really, cracker. That's cracker. That's it. Well, basically, well, this guy. The movie is about a guy named Richard Warsha Jr. who was 
America's youngest ever FBI informant, and what? he was named White Boy Rick, so. Huh. That doesn't matter. Hmm. Are you, you looking to be offended? No, there is no, no, no. What I'm saying is... Lower middle class family in an African American neighborhood seven go. miles from Detroit. So, yeah, they probably called him that. Seven mile? Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, what's that? N-word Charlie? That's yeah, right. Yeah. right. Exactly. It's basically the... Yeah, but you don't hear that N-word Charlie very much anymore, do you? You don't. No, you don't. And again, the N-word is basically an Irish mispronunciation of the word Negro. Yeah, but it doesn't matter where it comes from. It's what it means today. But if we're going to cut it out, shouldn't we cut it out for everybody? Eh. So, youngest FBI informant ever at 14. When the FBI no longer needed him, uh, so this would be when he was 18, he started selling coke. Mm. He was arrested for possessing eight kilograms of it and was sentenced to life in prison, but was paroled. In 2017, after 30 years. Then he went back to prison for being involved in a car theft ring. (laughs) So, White Boy Rick wasn't a great guy. White Boy Rick is a white boy Rick. And they made a movie about this, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And he's in... It looks good. It's Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah. Oh, really? He was just... uh, Yeah, he's in prison as of last year for the car car thing. So, he's probably going to be in prison for the rest of his life. I would think so. Because, you know, you parole a guy, and within the same year he goes back to prison, you're not paroling him again. All right, so here's the deal. So basically what I will accept is if you want to use that, that's fine with me. I don't really care. But don't call me that. Well, that's yeah. Fair, isn't it? It's, it's, um... Hey, if, you know... Condescending hey, is what it, it is. It is condescending. Yeah, but I mean, if hey, you offends you, then just tell well, people what offends you, and then yeah. they'll stop doing it. White boy Rick Unless they're your a, brother, and then they'll do it more. White boy Rick is a lifelong prison inmate, so, mm. you know, he can be called white boy all he wants. He's a scumbag. Yeah, a little bit. So there you go. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. Another thing I want to bring up is CBS chief Les Moonves will imminently leave his post as chairman and CEO of media giant per CNN. Uh, according to the report, Moonves has been uh, locked in a legal battle with controlling shareholder Sherry Redstone. That's Sumner Redstone's daughter, I believe. And a settlement hadn't been finalized until yesterday, the same day Ronan Farrow published a second report alleging more women have accused Moonves of sexual misconduct, published in The New Yorker. The report contains claims from women who say Moonves forced them to perform sex acts and others who say he hurt their careers if they didn't do it. This guy just got a severance package from oh, CBS. Oh, dear. A hundred million dollars. How can that be... This guy committed how many felonies? Forcing a woman to have sex with you is a felony. How does he get any severance? Because he isn't convicted in a court of law. Yeah. Yeah, still, how many people have gotten fired just for the the whispering that they did something? That's Well, yeah, but they still got severance probably. Yeah, they might still got severance. You think so? Yeah. If you're salaried and they fire you, you get severance, unless you violated the contract. Well, that would be violating a contract. Well, yeah, but you're not, tr- you're not, yeah, but you haven't gone through the jury process or the trial process. I yet. doubt his contract said anything about, I doubt it had a morality clause. Well, just because they're all scumbags and yeah, all Yeah, that's, it's a morality clause in the media. Yeah, it's not happening. I mean, does anybody else get disgusted with, you know, these Hollywood people telling everybody else how to I live know. and being on the high moral <laughs> ground all the time, and then this is the kind of stuff that well, goes on. That's why they do it. They assume that everyone it's... on Earth is a rapist because they are narcissists and can't imagine someone who's not as messed up as them. Are all, all our lines just... are busy? Maybe. No. Well, people are trying to call in, and they say all the lines oh, yeah, are Lammer busy. Yeah, Lambert should be in. Well, we are... Oh, is he calling Speaking the old number? No, he's calling... I gave him the new number to call. Um, it says all lines... Joe from Louisville was calling in, too. I will reconnect. Thank you. Hang Thank up. you very much. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, it's a situation where I just don't understand. I'm really, really getting tired of these Hollywood pukes. They get away with the guy gets a hundred million bucks for forcing women to have sex with him and then ruining their career if they won't do it. I I I hope that this is not the end of the story. I hope that yeah, the if it uh, happened. board of directors at CBS says, "Now nah, we're going to try to claw that back. Make yeah, them fight it maybe. out in court. They got enough." Well, gold. maybe what will happen is if they if these women do bring up charges, that they'll get bigger settlements or something. Yeah, maybe I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting. This. 
suddenly happened after he got a hundred million dollars. No, no, no. It happened before he got a hundred million dollars. He, he, he got a hundred million because he got fired. Right. Yeah. I thought he it's got fired pay. earlier. No. no, he did not. No, he just now got fired yesterday. Yeah. If I had that kind of severance package, I think I'd just get fired. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, I don't yeah, know. really. I'd be like, why should I work? Why would I want to work when I get a hundred million <laughs> I'll from just you? Run the well, company into the ground like everybody else does and get paid. They do try to get the severance package back from him. He is going to transfer it to another country and flee there. Probably true. Because of course, why wouldn't you? Somehow I think if I force myself on somebody at Walzer, I don't think they'd give me a hundred million. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Not what kind of the company do you either. work I know, for? What, a terrible, what sort of sweatshop do you No work wonder you're in radio. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, my severance package, even if I go out on good terms, is zero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're not collecting any lifetime benefits from Cumulus. It's not, no. not happening. Now, for the two women in here, mm-hmm. if you're Julie Chen, what do you do? Who? Julie Chen is Les Moonves' wife. Yeah. What do you do if you find out your husband has been accused of... Uh, I know the answer. One. You call up Matt Lauer's wife and say, hey, can I have your attorney? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's $50 million in it, so... Yeah, I, I wouldn't... I would be so embarrassed. I oh, think, yeah. That, that would, would be, be so humiliating. So humiliating. I God. would think so, yeah. But, I mean, if the accusations were true mm-hmm. and everything like that, I would have no problem public shaming them. Well, yeah. Or killing them. Yeah, I mean, I would. Set on fire. I would take a public stance against them, and say this was good. You know, good. I'm glad to hear that. Catherine does against me, and I've never done anything. <laughs> so what does that tell you? Public stance against Tom. But it's charming. <laughs> yes, it's quite charming for me. I know that. Speaking of that, by the way, setting him on fire. Did you hear about this uh, young man? I don't remember where it is now. Where it happened, but uh, doesn't matter. A man was mad at his uh, ex-girlfriend, the fa- the mother of his child, mm-hmm. so he decided he wanted to set her house on fire and then die in the fire. Why? Oh. But he came out of the fire, uh, and you know what he told the cops and firefighters why he came out and didn't burn to death? Too hot in there? It was hot. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's hotter than I thought fire was. Fire, <laughs> fire, fire is hotter than I thought it would be. That's he exactly did not yes, say he that. did, too. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, fire is hotter than I thought I just thought came it up with be. the dumbest thing you could say, and that's what he said. <laughs> that's pretty much it right there. Can you believe these two? How about this moron? He's got his three kids in the back seat. His wife's in the passenger seat. He's driving. She goes into labor, and he's driving with one hand and, and shooting a video with the other of her having a baby. Doesn't help her. Doesn't pull over. <laughs> nothing like that. Uh, He's driving with one hand, looking at her, taking a video of her having a baby. Was it Facebook Live? <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. it was, yeah. You know, that, that's an, that brings up another thing that just pisses me off, is you see this stuff on social media about uh, a couple people bullying some kid and yeah. somebody videotapes the whole thing. Yeah. How about putting the camera down and helping? Right. Yeah, that'd be good. Well, depending on your school, if you help, you get expelled. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a, a lot of schools yeah, that do that now. Yeah. There's a no blame policy or yeah. whatever they call it. If if you're if if somebody punches you in the face and you push them down, you both get in yep. trouble. Mm-hmm. It happened to me in school. Really? Yep. yep. Well, you're pretty tough. Who did you punch? Huh? I don't even know who she was. She came up and shoved me out of nowhere. I turn around. I go, "Who the heck are you?" And she just starts going off. So I just punched her. <laughs> well, she was getting in my face. I'm like, I don't even. And she know. had already I'm assaulted just, you. I was exactly. actually kidding. I didn't assume that you had punched anybody. It's kind of cool that I was right. I'm I, like a wild animal. I, you I corner me. I'm glad you're on the other side of the table, and I'm near the door. I have never heard somebody who punched somebody ever say it this way. She was getting in my face. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I hauled off and I clocked her. I clocked her, you know. We have a caller. I don't know who it is, though. A caller. Well, it's it's me. Uh, oh, there you are. Where Timmy the heck have you Lemmers. been? You didn't leave your name. Sleeping in on a Monday, huh? Oh, that. you know what? That was weird. I heard that and I thought, did I call the right number? And then all of a sudden it beeped in and I heard your voices. So I just didn't say anything. Well, the new studio didn't give us a lack of technical problems, yeah, unfortunately. But, so why were the, all the lines busy, Andy? I don't Just know. Just needed to be rebooted? I guess so. Timmy is with us. Doug Sprinthal's with us for another five minutes, then he has to pretend to go to work. Uh-huh. I am going to Hubbard to do some stuff for Nissan. Oh, you are? Know, yeah. Who do you do that with, Moon? Moon, yep. I thought Moon you did Stacey. with Moon. They're... I heard Moon's a great guy. 
He actually is a, is a is a really good guy. Well, tell him I said hello, even though I've never met him. Well, but, he wants to. He said, "Hey, I'd like to go out to dinner with Tom." Sometime. Well, I'm not going that far. No, <laughs> you, know, I, you guys, That'd I would like. To, I'd pay to be a fly in the wall at that. I mean, he started telling stories about when he started in radio, and they're they're pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, we can do it absolutely. I, everybody I've talked to said that Moon is a really good guy. All right. So as long as he's a good guy and yep. not some radio prick. No, know. he's not. He's far from that. You mean like Tim Lammers? He's far from yeah. that. He's far from that as well. So, Tim, well, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to go see The Nun because Jude was all home all alone and whiny, so I didn't go to the movie. He sat on my lap while I watched TV. Ah, oh, too bad. Well, you know what you can do next time you have an opportunity at home um, is rent on demand, or you can rent the Blu-ray if you want or buy it. Uh, I just saw it last week. Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? Oh, I heard it's the great. Fred Rogers documentary. Yep, I heard Incredible. it's really Incredible. Yep. Really? Incredible. Oh, my God. I, I've seen it twice. I watched it twice. And I wasn't that big of a Mr. Rogers fan growing up or anything like that. But when you realize what this guy's done and how civil he was in this age of incivility. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you, you, you mourn for a guy like Fred Rogers because he truly was. He, he was the genuine article. You know, this guy was the real deal. You know, not only what, what you got in front of the camera truly was the way he was behind the camera as well. Is this so, new television show Jim Carrey supposed to be him? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, it debuted on Showtime last night, and I don't have that, and, and, and I'm going to be to- totally honest with you. I mean, because Carrey uh, blathers on so much about different things, I really don't have any <clears throat> desire to see it either. Yeah, really? Um, but apparently he uh, is modeling the character after Fred Rogers. Okay. And yes, um, from what I understand, you're thinking, well, Jim, it's going to be Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. But no, no, you get more of the serious stuff that, you know, Fred Rogers obviously dealt with. So, you know, it's not a note-for-note replication of him or anything. But from what I understand, what I've read anyway, yeah, that's what it's based on. One of my favorite things in life was Mr. Roberts from National Lampoon, <laughs> who did a Mr. Rogers impression, and Bill Murray came on. And pretended to be a very urban musician, and he goes, "Well, he's brought he's brought a musical instrument with him. What is the musical instrument?" And he goes, "Well, it's a, it's a bass guitar." He goes, "Well, it looks like a violin, but bigger." He goes, "A hell of a lot bigger." <laughs> it was phenomenal, <laughs> Mister. Yeah, I've actually heard that album too. Oh, I mean, back God, when it was an great. album. Yep. And interestingly enough, um, the the documentary does. Uh, key in on how Eddie Murphy made fun of Mr. Oh, Mr. They Robert's do? neighborhood. Right. I, I didn't know and that. And I wasn't aware of this. Johnny Carson actually had a spoof on Mr. Yep. Rogers. Yeah, he did. Oh, I don't remember that. And then there was another one where Martin Short played Fred Rogers on SCTV getting into the boxing ring yep. against <laughs> Julia Child. Yep, I, re- I remember. God, that show that. was funny. That show was very, very funny. We got Joe on the phone. Joe, you, you, uh, t- here's what we're going to do. Doug, you have to leave, don't you? I do. Uh-oh. It sucks because Doug has to leave. Doug is well, the man. Of them. But here you got, you got 15 seconds to talk yeah. to him. He's got to go. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. The reason that uh, I love Doug so much is because because of him, my fiance got her first CRV huh? through Walzer. Nice. See, take that, Michael Bryan. You like the CRV, do you? <laughs> Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Exactly. All right, well, hang on, Joe, and then we'll schmooze with you. Doug's got to go. He's he's working with Moon today over KS95, so that'll be good. And then we'll talk to both of you coming up in just two minutes. Tom Bernard. Show. All right, see you, Doug. See ya, see ya, Tim. Later, Doug. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get because you're a customer of North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my friend, how do you get it? What's the situation? Do I need it? All that stuff. 
It's an application that we designed to compete with the national applications out there for person-to-person payments. You can get it at the Apple Store or the Android Store. It's for payments that you want to make when you don't have cash. If you want to pay the kid who shovels your driveway, if you want to settle up a dinner check, if you want to settle up a bet on the golf course, when you don't have cash, you can use the app. The payment will settle directly into the payee's account literally the same day. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker? An X-Check? I'm going to get it today. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about X-Check. North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. And then Tim and Joe were on the phone. Oh, the horror. The horror. What do you think, fellas? We have to get back to the nun. Yes. The nun now. We're going to do the nun. That's the idea. Joe, did you go see the nun? What's your nun? Oh, there you are. I have to. The slider doesn't work for them, so I have to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I watched watched a trailer, and and the trailer made me jump. Ooh, really? Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, I'm going to go see it as soon as I can. I don't know when the hell that's going to be, but I'm going to go see it as soon as I can. Unless Jude, of course, okay, leaves me. I went me. and saw my first horror movie at five years old. Oh, really? What Nothing was it? scares me. Rabid. Rabid? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a rabid Is that the one with the ex-porn star? What? Huh? It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> that the one with Marilyn <laughs> Chambers? Really? Let's see yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, way to go, Joe. Got the porn star at five years old. There we go. Well, I only know this because of my... Porn movie. Could have been I knew this is, know this because of my vast knowledge of movie history, not because I was a Marilyn Chambers fan. I just wanted to point <laughs> yeah, that out. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I understand yeah, that completely. You keep believing that, dog. All right, Pete. Yeah. All right. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that uh, the nun will scare the shit out of me. All right, will you give us a buzz when you after you go see it? Because I want to report. Because I'm going to go see it probably at the end of the week, not at the beginning of the week. So you can give me a heads up, all right, Joe? Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. I, I just love Joe's. Later. Yeah, right, later. I love that about Joe. It's hilarious. It's very, very good. So, Timmy. Yes. The nun. How about that for a box office, huh? Yeah, $53 million its opening weekend. What did it cost to make, like $4? Yeah, $22 million, which really Jeez. is not a lot. And, no. you know, if you want to consider a uh, uh, um, budget to double to promote it, you're still making money. Oh, yeah, you know? you've already if, made if, money if, after one week. They had to have. Plus, it, it's already made $77 million overseas. Oh, God. So it's well over a hundred million um, in in worldwide, I you love know. It. And this, the first weekend of September is really beginning to shape up as the weekend to debut new horror films. Thanks to it last year, thanks to the Nun this year, and then next September, it Chapter Two is coming. Oh, out. Chapter Two! So, yeah. yeah, and then you can almost expect that another Conjuring movie maybe like conjuring three or the crooked man or whatever they got cooked up 
will come out the following September. Because usually the the week after the weekend after Labor Day was a pretty dead weekend traditionally for um, the box office. Really? But I don't know who had the smarts to release it last year, but I think that's really opened up possibilities for the studios, particularly Warner Brothers, because they're behind all of this, and they're, right. they're kicking butt, man. They really are. They are indeed. It's, uh, I don't know, like I said, it. why do you think it is that horror films have done so well the first week in September? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I almost think that, look, I mean, you have the back-to-school sales, and then you have Labor Day, and mm-hmm. then the Halloween stuff comes out in stores. Yeah, it's already out everywhere. It is. I've seen yeah. it. Already. Yeah, candy's and, out. And maybe because it's unofficially the beginning of fall, mm-hmm. people are in that Halloween mood, and they want something scary. And I don't know if that's for sure, but, I mean, certainly people have responded the last two uh, years to the first weekend of September for, for, you know, making a horror movie a huge hit. I mean, this thing is, I mean, yes, it, it, it did half the business of it, but still, that's that's a great number for a film that costs $22 million. Yeah, no question about that. One of my favorite things about Halloween, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Catherine and I had to run somewhere on Halloween night for about a half an hour. Mm-hmm. So we filled up a big bowl with candy. Mm-hmm. We got back a half hour later. All the candy and the bowl were gone. <laughs> and when we are home, we might get 15 trick-or-treaters. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So. Yeah. The bowl. They stole Some the bowl. Some little greedy pig <laughs> took it all. Mm-hmm. You greedy little Maybe bit. it was your neighbor because they forgot to buy candy. So <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good thought. Our neighbors stole it because yeah. they forgot to buy candy. Oh, my did. God. It's Halloween. Sure. Did you get candy? No. Oh, go over to the Bernards. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, Get their I, bowl. You, you wouldn't want to go to Byerly's or anything and buy some candy, which is a, all of about a three-minute drive. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I understand that completely. Now, I must note that Cassie and Darkness Dave were also at the Nun. With That's me. what yeah. I've heard. And, and, in fact, I grabbed Dave. Dave was grabbing my hand every time yeah. he got scared, by the way, Cassie. I don't know if you knew that or not. And I was laughing about it <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> so did you think <laughs> it was scary? Um, I don't. I don't get scared. It's not like, um, oh. I mean, I'll kind of jump a little bit if like something jumps out. Yeah. But I'm not like freaked out or anything. Um, I thought it was a really well done movie. It, they didn't try to overdo any special right. effects. Right. There were some really good ones, um, but it was very simple. Had a lot of creepy effects that didn't seem like they were special effects, but the way they, way it came out on screen, it looked phenomenal. Yeah. So I really yeah. enjoyed it, and I'm. I'm interested because they kind of—it's not really a spoiler—but they're tied in tying it into the other Conjuring movies, and because right, uh, right, exactly. this nun that's in this movie was in Conjuring too. So oh, okay. the funny thing though is the whole time the nun's face with the makeup, I thought it was Marilyn Manson. Really? That's yes. what I heard. And yes. I even I even mentioned it to Dave and and Tim Dennis was that's also very there. Funny. I'm like. Was it just me, or did the nun look like Marilyn Manson? Everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're right, yeah." <laughs> but yeah, it's actually an actress. Uh, she's very thin in the face, and um, I can't remember her name. Do you know it offhand, Lammers? Yeah, it, the name of the actress is Bonnie Aarons, and yes. I, I can't remember for the from the film, but I have to note it because I know Tom loves the film. She was sure. in the goat scene. I hate that scene. That's my least favorite scene in the history of movies. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? One of me? the family members there with a daughter, apparently, in that <sighs> seance scene. Oh, God. Unbelievable. God, that was the yeah, worst. Oh, like, really? <laughs> Almost as bad as the Angry Red Planet. Oh, the, <laughs> you and, made uh, me watch a the thousand angry red times. Planet was phenomenal. <laughs> so bad. But Mars, get it? Angry Red Planet. I do get what it. What is it? I don't want to oh, get it. Oh, it's some ancient sci-fi it's, movie. It's the ancient. worst sci-fi movie. Oh, it's from 1959, so it's pretty old. Yeah. Is it really? I, I yeah. love those old cheesy sci-fi and horror, uh, horror movies. My dad and I used to kind of do our own Mystery Science 3000 to those, and we'd be <laughs> there sitting there go. watching it, and our favorite one we, it was called Night of the Lepus. Did you ever see that one? No, Night of the Lepus? It's where these rabid 
giant rabbits. Oh, I have seen that. Would attack yes. this town, and it was so funny because they would show <laughs> clips, and they would put the rabbit on like a model train right. set, so it looked huge. <laughs> and then the bunny would just hop, and all of a sudden they'd kind of show like this this rabbit like chewing and drooling, and then as it attacks the person, the Phenomenal. rabbit's the same size as a person oh, in a bunny suit. Yes. It was bunny so suit. it's so it funny. Terrible. You have to watch it just for that. The Night of the Lepus. Yes. Okay. Never even heard I, of that I, I one. See it. I thought we've seen every bad movie ever made. <laughs> well, they don't. Do they still have that Turner Classic Movies cheesy movie night? I think so, yeah. Do they? I think they do. That's when they usually show those ones. That's yeah. where my dad and I saw Night of the Lepus. I like TCM. That's a good channel. Yeah. I really do like it a lot. There's no question. So, Timmy. Yes. I'm going to go see The Nun. What else we got uh, in the pipeline? Because it didn't look too good to me. Well, um, we, the big one this week is uh, The Predator, which, again, mm. you know, I, I'll reserve judgment. Is that a remake? But how many of these movies do we need to do? I mean, we get it. There's this, this predator, this alien from another planet, and he wants to kill people. Is Jesse Ventura uh, you know, What are they going to do differently this time than they did in previous? Although they don't have anybody like Arnold Schwarzenegger in this one to say stupid one-liners. Or Jesse you know? Ventura. So, or Jesse. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got yeah, time that's to where bleed. Famous, yep, the famous line there, yep. that's where it came from. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's some, there was another decent one coming up mid-September. I have to look at the schedule. So things are going to start getting better and better. Um, you know, uh, and, and then soon enough in October, we're going to start getting the quote-unquote Oscar-worthy films. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, they, the Academy did pull the popular Oscar category out. Oh, I did hear that. No, the, there's no such yes. thing. So but I guess people enough are of mad that about nonsense. It. What? Right. More detail, please. The pop well, it was, was called the popular movie. It's just called popular movie? Mm-hmm. What yeah, a stupid... They were going to reward the best popular film. Yep. When is which, the... Oh, go ahead, Tim. What? No, I was going to say, which essentially is the uh, the films that made a lot of money that aren't are as artistically qualified, more or less. Oh, so it's best show. movie, but without the phoniness behind Isn't it? Isn't that just the People's Choice Awards? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, they, then, of course, the Academy would have the task of what they determined was the most popular. Well, anyway, they... I, the reason I think they created that category is if Black Panther isn't nominated for Best Picture, they're going to face holy hell. Yes. Everybody loved that film so much. Yeah. Um, so I think that they were, in a way, thinking, well, if we have this Best Popular Film category, at least we can reward it that way. Well, then it's kind of a consolation prize. So, But the backlash was so intense. That they pulled it last week, which is good. I mean, it was a stupid idea, and they and they pulled it. Thankfully, well, it uh, their viewers was a twenty percent drop from last year. Oh, every year it's twenty percent. They're yeah. gonna have nobody left next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't cares. realize just like you know traditional media, traditional broadcast. I mean, there are just so many other ways of getting that information. Yeah. Well, and let me guess, and a bunch of actors made political statements? No. Well, that, that has a lot to do yeah, with it, too. Yeah, of like course it. they did. I, I don't know but, anything. You know, I didn't even know the uh, the Academy Awards happened, so or the Oscars or whatever we're talking about. Well, and, and that's the whole thing. I mean, you, you know, their thinking is most people want to tune in and see something familiar get rewarded. Yeah, and if there's all these art films that nobody knows of, what, where's the interest? So that's why that's another reason they brought that yeah that that category in. So that way, well, hey, Avengers was nominated, Black Panther, you know, Deadpool. So you know they're thinking, okay, we'll get people to tune in that way. But again, it wasn't like uh, they were competing for the the top prize. It was just a separate category, um, you know, to get viewership, and it and it failed miserably. Indeed. Well, so. pretty soon, one of these days, it'll just be a bunch of celebrities preaching to their followers, yeah, basically, and get in and check in and make sure Twitter's okay. Mm -hmm. it's <laughs> pretty all much kidding. what it is already. <laughs> no one else will care. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, well, Lammers, what? Um, is he still there? 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Oh. I, I, I heard Tommy talking, so I stopped. Well, what, one of the things I wanted to know, when is the cutoff for Oscar nominations to get put in the hat for the Oscars? Uh, the 30, well, the 31st of December. But the, the whole thing is, um, and this is the reason why they are moving this up, um, you have all these other award shows that are happening prior to, mm-hmm. and it becomes pretty clear at some point that you, you can tune into the Oscars and pretty much know who's going to win based on what film won the Producers Guild, one film won the Directors Guild, blah, blah. It, it's just become horribly predictable. So their idea is to move it up, try to be in front of some of these award shows, to give it more suspense. Yeah, so yeah, they technically have till the end of the year. And that was problematic for the Best Popular Picture Oscar because if you're measuring a film by um, the money it makes in terms of popularity, Star Wars was released on December 15th in 2015, and it made maybe a couple hundred million dollars, but then it went on to make $900 million when all was said and done. So there's no real fair way to measure its popularity if you're only going by how much it made right. in mm-hmm. 2017 or 2015 in that case. So, so they're talking yeah. about the Emmys as if they've already happened. but Yeah, there's the Creative happen. Arts Emmys yeah. that rewards the technical categories. Oh, this says and... that the 70th Primetime Emmy Awards is September 17th. Yeah, but those are the other ones he's talking about. Yeah, those are the main ones. Also, oh, the technical ones happened already? Yes. Uh, yeah, last weekend. The, one, the ones no one cares about? They don't film that one. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Well, they don't. They, they have the best guest actor on yeah. the shows, an actress. And that's, that's, those are like the marquee awards. Otherwise, it's the technical stuff uh, that they do. So in other words, nobody wants to see it anyway. <laughs> so that's good. We will take a break well, here. Be right back more with Timmy Lammers in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because, you know, they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure they have internet order entry and real-time tracking you know i had priority courier experts account rep in here about a month ago and who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the twin cities largest most reliable on-call courier service what's that number because the next package is going with priority courier experts already dialing 651-748-4477 priority courier experts can we help you can you ever priority courier experts every time you call us we deliver Tony Price from the Gold Star Ride Foundation here. I wanted to share a story from the road. Since you already know about Gold Star families being those left behind when somebody's killed in the military, and you already know those people died for your freedom. So I woke up in a cheap motel somewhere in the mountains, and I shared stories with the manager. As I was leaving, a maid who had been listening, and her name is Shorty, ran out to ask me if she could donate. I said yes, and I tried to donate $30 with a credit card. It didn't work, and we made arrangements to meet at a coffee shop a block away after she went to an ATM. I got coffee and invited the people at the coffee shop to talk on our documentary, which they agreed to do. Then they made me pay for the coffee. It wasn't much, but still, when I turned around, there was the maid, Shorty, who handed me a $20 bill saying she couldn't donate 30 because she only had 20 Made me feel sorry for the young women in the coffee shop who couldn't come up with $4 for my coffee. Thank you, Shorty. Goldstarride.org. One of the great songs of all time. With Katrina and the Wave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Catherine's singing down there. (laughs) Tim, we got problems. Catherine's singing. Oh, no. The, the song is always like... I, I'm not going to say that. I've never heard you sing before, Catherine. So. It's, you should be happy. You playing Katrina on the way? <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't hear that bumper music coming in. Oh, oh you can't hear it at all? Playing... No. Oh, oh, I see. That, that's why. Uh, yeah, there you go. Now you'll be able all to right, hear All right, play it. him some bumper music again. Okay, we'll play Same it thing. <laughs> this is phenomenal. We're not going to turn the clock back, but we just want you to hear the, the bumper music, Remember Tim, because it's a oh. great song. 
You can hear that, right? Oh, yeah. There oh, you there you go. So, if I do this, did it just fade out? Yes. Oh, oh. cool. Never mind. We're good. I like it. it all did you play Katrina in the waves because of the hurricane? No. <laughs> no, he did not. No, no, I did not play that. For, I know that Hurricane, what, Florence? Florence, yep. yeah. Category yeah. 4 storm. I know. I got to keep an eye on it because my... I got family, I got my uncle and aunt yeah. that live right on the coast of North Carolina and South Carolina. I got my grandma, so we got to make sure that they have evacuation uh, plans in place. Yes. No. Timmy. I wonder, like, if you order something from Amazon and schedule it, like, for right when the hurricane hits, what do they do? They <laughs> I just know. delay it. Are they just like, no. Your shipment will be delayed a few days. Yeah, yeah, those you know, a few years ago, we had a snowstorm around, a lot of snow around Christmas, and there were a lot of delays and some screw up. And they'll, they just keep notifying you that it's delayed uh, due to, you know. So that's, inclement that's weather? Mm-hmm. Inclement. I like that. Inclement. Um... Have you, uh, Tim, do you pay a lot of attention to the new TV season? Um, it's only a couple of weeks away now. Do you even pay attention to that? Not, you know, not really, although I do write about TV more um, than usual. But, you know, I also consider TV streaming. So, honestly, I pay more attention to the new stuff on Netflix, like Ozark, you know, shows like that. Mm-hmm. than I do broadcast. Right, yeah, uh, like everyone so else. I really haven't paid attention to broadcast at all, really. Well, The Good Doctor's coming back. A couple of good shows are coming back, which is a good thing, but there's not a whole lot. It's just sad. Uh, Shameless well, is back. that's just it. Hmm, that's right. There isn't a lot, is there? I don't understand I mean, what they're know, trying they... to do themselves. I really don't. No, there was nothing that really stood out to me like a must-see TV thing. I knew, I do know that um, Schwimmer joined Will and Grace. Yes. You know, and that's had a really good that's interesting. You know, second run, a reboot like. It has. Um, but but he's other terrible. than that, as far as new shows, I really, you know, haven't paid attention. Not, yeah, as Catherine said, Shameless is back. and uh... I watched the season premiere. Oh my God. That Frank is. It was hilarious. That's what we made. <laughs> Although I am curious to see why um, Emmy Rossum is leaving the show, because she's going to leave after oh, this I didn't year. Know that. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, that's that's sort of strange. I mean, why would you want to leave after that period of time? I, I don't know. I'm, is she disgruntled? Is she just tired? Wants to do something different? I don't know. I mean, I really like her a lot, and. I've never seen the show Shameless, but I've, you know, she was in Phantom of the Opera. Joel Schumacher did that a few years back, and she's a phenomenal opera singer. Really? I mean, she grew up on the stage, and then um, she's been in an, a few other things as well. So, but, uh, yeah, oddly enough, I think just because, is that a Showtime show? Um, yeah. Shameless? Yeah, that's probably why, because I don't, I don't have any of that stuff. See? Yeah. Um... Catherine, I have a question for you. Yes. If my name were Tom Doig, would you have taken my name? Doig? Doig. D O I G. Not a fantastic name. I wouldn't have let the children have the name Doig. <laughs> there was a woman, you know, the Serena thing, calling the umpire a thief and all oh, that. Oh, uh, I right? know. I'm so dis- it's disappointed all in now. this. Uh... Uh, this Polly Davis Doig, a newser staff member, says Carlos Ramos was the umpire. Carlos Ramos couldn't take a woman speaking sharply to him. Yeah, uh, no, she broke the rules. I'm sorry. Well, I love Serena Williams, but she broke the rules. She called him a thief. Oh, called yeah, thief. that one she freaked out yeah. because yeah. she broke the rules and got upset that she was caught. But you know well, what I really like about that story? What? The guy's not white. Thank God. Yeah, right. really. It would have, it, they would yes. have made it a race. Yes, thank oh, God. Been, what, absolutely did they race. ever penalize McEnroe? Yes, in the beginning, and then it started to be like a crowd pleaser. It was for me. Yeah. I tell you that, it was a crowd pleaser when he said to the umpire one time, you're wrong, and by the way, grow some hair. <laughs> He'd like yeah. roast the, um, the um, What are yeah. they called, umpires? Yeah. Umpires, yeah. Oh, okay. he, was, he was fined, not, uh, you can look it up, I think he was fined a record amount of money. Yeah, Mandy will be able. And then there was there was another male. uh, I can't remember it. Around that time, John McEnroe. Mac. Jimmy Um, Connors. 
Uh, I don't know if he was the one that also was getting fined. There was like a there were like two bad boys of tennis there for a while. <laughs> bad you know what? <laughs> My guess it would be Jimmy Connors. Yeah, but yeah, I hated Jimmy him. Connors when I was growing up. You hated him? <laughs> yeah, really? He, such a, he just came off like such a prick. <laughs> kind of like so did McEnroe. McEnroe well, was horrible. Too, but he, that's a given. I mean, Jimmy Connors just seemed always so cocky to me and everything. But I have to tell you, and I, I did talk about this film probably a couple months ago when it came out on video, but see Bork versus McEnroe. Oh, I heard it's that great. That is an excellent film about um, that, that rivalry. And I have to say, for as much stuff that uh, Shia LaBeouf steps in, the boy can act. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he is really, oh, really good in this picture. I as is the guy, him, yeah. is a Swedish actor that plays Borg. All right, 77 uh, screamed obscenities at a judge. Oh, yeah. But was not fined. 81 fined $6,000 uh, when he argued with empire, umpires. 83 fined $1,000 for calling Czech opponent Thomas Smith a communist bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-five hundred for clashing with a photographer. Three twenty-five for swearing at a spectator. Seventy-five hundred for misconduct. This is all in eighty-three. I love it. There's a lot going on. Yeah, he was terrible. He's the happy Gilmore of. He really is. Yeah. So who did he call a communist bastard? Some guy named Thomas Smid. He was Czech, (laughs) which doesn't even. Mom. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I don't think that. Czechs were communist, but it's all right. no, he probably they, they thought were. he was. Oh yeah, were yeah. they? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that that's what happened to my you communist bastard. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the Communist Party of Bohemia. Yeah, Russia took them over for quite some time. Oh well, technically that's Russia then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Russia. Well, it's still it. communist. Yeah, but the Czechs weren't communist. The Russians were, and then kind of yeah, well, took over. They Imposed took over for it. a very long time. Yeah. They, they, they had a huge influence on okay, the so, Czech Republic. So their argument that men never get fined or penalized is complete BS. Well, of course, they went right for the sexism because she, people shut down as soon as they're called you sexist. You can't... I mean, first of all, she... Serena is a phenomenal tennis player. She is. And she really hasn't caused a lot of trouble. Um, she hasn't done a lot of crazy things and gotten in the limelight for being right. a wacky, you know, person. So I don't know what where this came from, but you know, I, I I agree. I think the world has too few social decorums left, and I I think that if you're playing tennis at that level, you should shut up and not call the rough names. Yeah, I'm like sorry. a thief. That'd no. be good. You know, sorry. but having said that, there was there was an instance a couple weeks ago. Where some woman, I don't even know where she was from, she took off her, her shirt was on backwards. Yeah. Do you remember that? And yep. she took it off and exposed her sports bra. Yep. And she, I don't know, was she fined over it or penalized or something? Yeah, she was penalized. And mm-hmm. then they show pictures of these dudes all sweaty with their shirts off sitting over there, you know, with their guts hanging out. Whatever gut they have because they're really fit. But they're even really so, fit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But even so... It's like, okay, how come the dudes can be doing that, but the women, when she mistakenly put her shirt on the other way, can't do that? So I, th- I thought that was ridiculous that they well, find her. Yeah, I, that is ridiculous. I agree. I think women should be allowed to sit around topless at tennis tournaments. You're absolutely <laughs> right. By the way, from now on, Catherine, I want you to know, if you ever start barking at me, I'm going to go, yeah, call me in this bastard. <laughs> you can ask Pinko. Pinko, yeah, Pinko communist bastard. You Pinko communist bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great that McEnroe, you can just hear him saying it, can't you? You can hear him, you communist bastard. Oh, he <laughs> was, he was such, I just, everybody just wanted to deck him. He oh. was such a. But he was so entertaining. Uh, yeah, well, that was Well, the that's just it. He, he makes he the was. game interesting. And I'm wondering, I think that there's even a scene in Borg versus McEnroe where Jimmy Connors tells him to cool it. I mean, oh, Jimmy really? Connors, the hothead, tells, tells John McEnroe to cool it. And then I'm thinking, you know, apart from Connors, again, who doesn't even come close to McEnroe, has there been any <laughs> tennis player since that has had that sort of display no. on the court? Yeah, no, and the, so. the other side of this story, too, is the, the woman that won uh, against Serena. Osaka. Serena was her idol. Yes. And for, you know, for you to be, and I guess she was beating her before this call was even made. She was, yes. Right, so. Well, did that make a difference with the outcome of the match, or just she was fined or something? 
I don't think it made it would have made a difference in the outcome of the match. Um, but I just I felt sorry for this younger woman who mm. you know admired Serena, and then when she's beating her, that this happens. It just yeah, I don't know. Bad. I mean, Serena did put a, put. Uh, I think she redeemed herself at the end because people were booing. And Serena said, "Stop booing, you know." Let yeah, the, yeah. Right, right. So I think she redeemed herself. I don't, I don't know. About, I don't know about the fine, but it just, you know. Well, you know, I, I think that you know she is obviously very stand up. I, I think sometimes maybe the reporting of it is where all the controversy mm-hmm. that swells. could very well be. But you know, I mean, a lot of people that play professional sports at that level, they, I mean, they get themselves really riled up. Yes, I mean, do. their yep. adrenaline is just pumping, and they just, you know, say stuff sometimes. No, it's very, very true. There's no question about it. Look, I, I, as I said before, up at uh, Ballon Isle, I was up there one time uh, for a golf tournament or something. It had to have been for a golf tournament, but they lived there then. Venus and Serena both lived at Maybe they still do live at Ballon Isle. I don't know if they mm-hmm. do or not. But they, I was standing next to them. They're a lot bigger than I am. Oh, they're and I mean, they are Amazon women. They are broad-shouldered <laughs> and muscular. It's like holy are. God, these women are put together. Yeah, no doubt about it. Phenomenal tennis players, both phenomenal. Of them, driven by their psychotic father, another one of those dads. That yeah. I mean, he handled it well, but he did push them a lot. They had they put up with a lot from him because he was he they he really pushed them. But look at all the success they had. So I guess he knew what he was doing. As you long know. as he wasn't mean. Was he mean? No, he was mean. All dads are mean, right, Andy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he just goes, mm-hmm. Thank He's you so much. You know, it's funny that you say that because I'm thinking back again to this Borg versus McEnroe film. I don't think it was McEnroe's dad that was as pushy as Bjorn Borg's Oh, man. God. Oh, absolutely. Bjorn Borg, yeah, his so, father pushed and pushed and pushed. It's true. But it's a tale not uncommon, obviously, with professional athletes. Well, look at Tiger. Yeah. You know, well, I remember I mean, there's somebody that's pushing them that you, you can't ever picture a little a little kid having that sort of born with that sort of drive. I mean, they're, they they got to be pushed somehow, I would imagine. Well, we were talking about that when Bellamy was in the studio last week about how, you know. Oh, no, it's just Bellamy. It's not Bill Bellamy. The ja- it's just, the, just Bellamy. You know, the Jackson Five, if it weren't for their father being yep. so, it's true. you know, motivated in a, in a bad way, they might not have ever been what they were. Yeah, they, there are a lot of – Todd Marinovich, I believe he was the uh, quarterback for the Oakland Oakland Raiders at the time. He was at, I think, UCLA or USC. I think USC. But his father had him start throwing a football when he was like a year and a half old. Yes, you want to develop that arm at a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> I know, but I also feel, you know, I mean, no matter what level of success these kids get when yep. the slave driver parent, I, you know, it doesn't seem like they're ever end up happy people. No, they don't. Because Marinovich was. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I remember the name Todd Marinovich, but did he go on to do anything spectacular? No, I mean, I, no, I think he developed a drinking problem, if I remember correctly, and you could look it up, Todd Marinovich. I think he, he developed a drinking problem. He only lasted about one or maybe two years at the most, and he never he never achieved anything. His, he just Marinovich, I'm thinking of success-wise, I think Pistol Pete, right? Uh, oh, no, that's Marinovich. That's Marinovich. Marinovich, okay, yeah. okay. Pistol Pete Marinovich was one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, he played with the Raiders for one year, and then he got addicted to drugs. Oh, drugs. It was drugs and alcohol. And that took go. care of that. So one year in the NFL, all of that pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for 23 years didn't pay off at all. Amphetamines, alcohol, LSD, oh, God. weed, oh, see, naturally. If, if the kid doesn't want to do it, really, and is only doing right. it for somebody right. else, it's yeah. just not going to be okay. All right, Timmy, behave, and we'll talk to you on Thursday at the queue, right? Absolutely. Uh, yep. Talking about the predator. Oh, the so predator. Have a great week, everybody. You too, Thank Timmy. You too. Thanks a lot. See ya. We'll be back. Hour two, Tom Bernard Show.